Welcome to Postpartum 411, The Truth Revealed. I am your host, Heather. Are you having a baby? Do you have questions? Do you want to know what really happens when you get to the hospital? I am here to tell you all the truths about what happens in the hospital before, during, and after you've had your baby. Today's episode is going to be revealing on what to pack in your bag. I know that most of you probably have gone to some sort of website, babylist.com or any of those random websites that give you a list of what to bring in your bag with you. Well, I have a couple of my own suggestions, um, what to pack in your bag and what not to pack in your bag. So why don't we start off with the baby? So in the hospital, the baby does um, have access to t-shirts. They usually have the fold over hand mitts um, to keep the baby from scratching um, his or her face or eyes. And you can use those, but you cannot take those home. So, um, along with having the t-shirts provided, you definitely do want to bring a bring home outfit, uh, take home outfit for the baby. The hospital also does provide uh, receiving blankets. They usually have the footprints on them, or they'll have the little blue and pink stripes. Some um, of the older blankets are the ones with the little animals on them. Again, uh, you can use them while you're in the hospital, but you um, are not really encouraged to bring them home. If you wanted to bring something home for your pet to smell, which is a great idea, I highly encourage that. Um, the best thing to bring home is the hat that they originally put on the baby as soon as they are born. It has the most um, amount of pheromones for the dog or the cat to sniff. Another thing I would suggest to pack in your bag is an emery board because you're not going to want to clip the baby's nails at this point. Um, the skin uh, is still connected underneath the nail to the nail itself. So if you go to clip the baby's nails as a newborn, you're going to clip skin also. And then it's it's a big mess. Everybody's crying um, and we're very distraught with that happening. So we suggest that you just use a, a normal emery board that you would use to um, file your nails. And the best time to do that, I tell my moms, is when the baby is sleeping. The next thing um, to pack for your baby in his or her baby bag is a pacifier. Uh, it all really depends on which hospital you're going to. If they are a baby-friendly hospital, they tend to not give out pacifiers unless for pain relief, um, possibly during a circumcision, they might give the baby a pacifier with some sweet uh, sugar water 
but then they would throw the pacifier away. So if you feel that your baby might need a pacifier or you would like have access to a pacifier, I suggest that you bring one with you. <laughs> um, the ones that they usually give out at the hospitals are the Nook, the N-U-K, and Soothies, I think it's a Nook Soothie, and it is like a greenish color. You would also wanna bring any special formula that you plan on giving your baby uh, if you are bottle feeding. The hospital obviously does have formula for you, usually Similac or Enfamil. Uh, most hospitals have a big variety of those different kinds. Mostly they either stock an abundance of the Similac with the Sensitive or the Gentle Ease or the uh, soy-based, and then maybe just one or two kinds of the Enfamil or vice versa. Some hospitals also have Good Start as a choice, but it's mostly Similac or Enfamil. If you wanted to give your baby a special formula, let's say possibly in a powder form, I would bring that with you. And I would also bring any special bottles that you want your baby to take from. The hospital will have a standard bottle with a standard nipple, but if you're concerned that the baby will have a hard time taking a new bottle, the bottles that you choose when you get home, then I would suggest you bring them with you. So on to dad, we're going to save mom for last. Dad, we want dad to make sure that he brings a blanket and a pillow. Um, much more comfortable to have your own pillow. Uh, the blanket obviously is more comfortable. The hospital has blankets obviously, but it's sometimes just nicer if um, you have your own cushy pillow to sleep on and dad sleep a little bit better with that. Uh, pain relievers. We forget that we cannot give dad any pain relievers while we're there unless he is a patient with a name band and a barcode to scan. So don't forget the Tylenol and the Motrin or whatever dad likes to take for possible headache. Socks. I see many fathers walking around the hallways with no socks on and it just grosses me out. Um, the hospital, although the maternity floor is clean, um, considered clean, we it's still a hospital. So please uh, bring socks for dad and shoes, either flip-flops that he can just stroll around the hallway with or maybe little grip socks that he can wear in the hallway or in the room. Now on to mom. Mom, I know that you have probably, again, went through the list, but these are some things that I saw that really weren't on every list that I looked at online. And these are just some easier things to bring for you that I think would make your stay a lot easier and your packing a lot easier. Uh, first thing on my list is flip-flops. So... I would suggest you just get a cheap pair from Old Navy or Target or Walmart uh, because 
you know, when we get you out of bed for the first couple of times to use the bathroom, we tend to have um, some heavier bleeding, which I will discuss later on in a um, subsequent podcast about bleeding and using the bathroom. But for now, we're just going to stick with the packing your bag. Uh, so bring a pair of flip-flops that you don't mind if you get blood on them and you don't mind if you can just throw them away and leave them at the hospital before you leave. Nipple cream, very important if you're breastfeeding. Some hospitals do not carry nipple cream. Others do, but just in case, I would definitely pack some. There's many, many, many on the market to choose from. Um, I would just look at the ingredients, make sure you're not allergic to any of the ingredients. Some of them are made with uh, sheep's wool. So if you are allergic to sheep's wool, please do not buy that uh, brand of nipple cream. There are others out there that do not have wool um, content ingredient in them. Gel pads. So again, some hospitals have these and some hospitals don't. Um, sometimes you can only get them from the lactation consultant. So I would suggest that you just bring your own. Uh, they are very soothing to sore nipples. You put them on after feeding, you leave them on, and then right before you be breastfeed the baby, you take the nipple, the, I'm sorry, the gel pad off. Wipe away any um, residue that is on the breast and the nipple, and then you feed the baby, and then you repeat after. They're also very good, on a side note, when you get home, if you put them in the refrigerator. So when you go to use them again, they're nice and cool on the nipple that's sore. Also a nipple shield. So the reason you would possibly need a nipple shield, which is a fake nipple attachment that you put over the breast and the nipple itself to make a nipple for the baby to grasp a hold of. The reason being uh, you would need this is if you have flat nipples, that means that your nipple is not erect and there's really nothing or just a small amount of the nipple tissue for the baby to grasp a hold of. Again, some hospitals have the nipple shields, sometimes they don't, sometimes you can only get them from lactation. And if you work nights, like I do, you know that lactation is not usually there at night and their room is under lock and key and nothing is available. So look into a nipple shield if you feel that your nipples are shorter or flat even and you may need a nipple shield. If you're not sure, I would ask your OBGYN on your next visit to take a look at your nipples and ask them if they think that you might benefit from a nipple shield. A pump, if you have a breast pump that you want uh, to bring into the hospital, you sure can. Many of my patients bring in their pumps because they want me to show them how to use it, how to put all the pieces together. There's so many pieces um, and how to start it and how to set the timer and how to set the uh, suction on it. So if you have a pump that you want us to help you with, bring it in.
there are pumps at the hospital. There should be for everybody to use. Um, again, every hospital is different um, with their policies and procedures and what kind of equipment they have, but you should be able to um, use a pump at the hospital you're at. Again, side note, um, if your baby is breastfeeding, well, that baby is your best pump that you can have. So I usually tell my patients that unless there's an issue with the breastfeeding, if the baby is in the NICU, um, I would stay away from the pump and just use the baby. Another suggestion um, is I would suggest if you're going to bring your own clothing for after you are finished wearing the gown, make sure they're comfortable. Nothing too tight, nothing too tight around the waist. Um, if you end up having a C-section or if you're a scheduled C-section, you definitely do not want anything tight around your waist um, or your lower abdomen. That just causes so much pressure and so much pain on your incision line. A tank top cami that's for breastfeeding, I think is the best choice. It has a little bit of support. It has the breastfeeding tabs that um, are easy um, for you to just unclip and breastfeed or a simple tank top. Um, try to stay away from a clothing that is too tight or hard to breastfeed in if you're so choosing to breastfeed. Also a robe. Um, we can wear the hospital gowns backwards as a robe, but if you want your own robe, um, you'd probably feel more comfortable in it. And over top, underneath the robe, you could just use, uh, wear the cami and then um, a light pajama bottom or some of the moms just at the point of postpartum and breastfeeding, they just feel comfortable just wearing their underwear in the room, which is perfectly fine um, with the cami in a robe. I wouldn't bring anything that is uh, light in color, whites, light pinks, um, just in case you bleed through it. Because for the first 24 to 36 hours, your bleeding is gonna be heavy. It's like a heavy period and you know, you can stand up and gush and then your, your pajamas could be ruined. So just try to stay with the dark colors. And I would definitely suggest not wearing your own clothing at least after 24 hours, wait that 24 hours because that bleeding will definitely slow down from there. Um, all of your toiletries, of course, those are all on the list that you need to um, bring with you. The underwear is supplied by the hospital. Every hospital has their own type of underwear, but some people are allergic. It's a synthetic fiber. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it's made of. It's not super soft. It's kind of catchy a little bit. Um, so if you have any sensitivity towards any synthetic fibers, I would definitely bring your own underwear with you. Um, underwear that you don't feel wouldn't feel upset about throwing away if you needed to and bring multiple pairs just in case. Um, nothing too low cut. Like I said before, with the C-section, 
if you have low cut underwear, like a bikini line underwear, those underwear can hit right on the C-section line, um, right on your incision. Uh, and it's painful. It really is. And you don't want that double whammy where you have a rash from being allergic to the underwear and now no underwear to wear because the bikinis that you brought with you are touching up against your sore incision line. So the next couple of items, I would ask your provider if they are supplied to you by the hospital. Every hospital has their own little set of postpartum supplies. And I would just to see uh, what uh, your hospital gives to you and what they don't give to you, I would suggest you bring with you. Witch hazel. So there's two forms. There are tux pads. They're little white pads. They're very thin. They're soaked in witch hazel. They are awesome for putting up on your perineum where your stitches are, or they're a great little holder for any um, cream, dibuticane cream or hydrocortisone cream that you will put on your hemorrhoids if you have any hemorrhoids. So ask if they have the tux pads. Those are the little white pads. Um, or if they do the witch hazel liquid. So if they do the witch hazel liquid, that would mean that you would put that in a peri bottle, which I'll go over that um, in another episode about using the bathroom for the first couple of times. I will tell you how to use the witch hazel, but I would suggest that you bring any liquid witch hazel with you. Uh, and dermaplast spray, that is a numbing spray that you're going to use on your perineum where your stitches are, and even your hemorrhoids if you're having any pain there. It's um, very good to use every time you use the bathroom and it just numbs the area a little bit. It just helps with that, um, that sore bottom that you're gonna have. But I will teach you about using the witch hazel, the tux pads and the dermaplast and the ice packs that the hospital will provide you on one of the episodes Later on in this podcast, I will probably label it time to use the bathroom. I would also ask if the hospital provides you with a binder. Some women really enjoy having a binder as a, like a support system almost for the postpartum abdomen. Um, sometimes it still feels a little heavy and your back can start to hurt if you're walking around a lot. So I would definitely ask if they have any binders. And if they don't have any binders, I would just bring one with you. No, no problems there, bring one with you. Um, I also made a list on what not to bring. So the hospital usually has enough pillows to go around. But in the case of bringing your um your boppy pillow or your best your breast friend pillow, I would probably say leave that at home um, unless you get to the hospital and there isn't an abundance amount of pillows for you to breastfeed with. Um, if that's the case, then maybe just leave the breastfeeding pillow in the car and then have dad go get it if um, there doesn't seem to be enough 
pillows there. It just takes up a lot of room. And I found that um, it really is a lot easier to show the moms in the bed and even the chair uh, how to position the baby, cross cradle or even football, which is a great position, my favorite, um, with just pillows stacked up, just your flat average pillows stacked up. The other thing that you do not need to bring to the hospital are diapers and wipes for the baby. The hospital will give you those um, and any cream also. They should provide either a and ointment or like a Vaseline-based uh, cream, anything clear they usually provide for the parents um, to put on the baby's little butt so the poop doesn't stick to it. The first poop called meconium which I will go over in another podcast for you, all about how to change the diaper, uh, what to use, what to watch for, and how to do it the right way. But you do not need to bring diapers or wipes with you. You also don't need um, the blankets, like I said, for the baby and the onesies um, because they will have those for you. But mittens, the little hand mitts, those always tend to get lost. They get wrapped up in the t-shirts, they get wrapped up in the blankets, and then we throw everything in the laundry and they are missing. So unless you really feel the need to bring the mitts, even though the it's not really a onesie, it's a t-shirt that the babies wear with the um, little handcuff, is um, pulled over the hand so the nails don't, the baby doesn't have access to the nail uh, to scratch. Those are your best bet just to stick with those. And some people do like to bring socks. I'm okay with the socks, but just bring a pair that you're not really attached to because again, these things might get lost um, and that would be a shame if it was something special that somebody gave you and you, we lost it in the laundry because they're so small and they fall right off. Um, the baby should be wrapped tightly uh, with a one or two blankets. So the baby should stay warm enough that the baby would not need socks. And we would always want to have the baby have a hat on and make sure the room is nice and warm. Snacks. We obviously want to bring snacks, um, easy snacks, even, um, you know, small little things that need to be microwaved, but not necessarily put in the fridge. A water bottle, a personal water bottle um, is good to bring. And along with that water bottle, any like flavored packs to make the water taste better. Some hospitals have horrible water, even though you put the ice in, it doesn't taste as bad. It can be really gross. And some hospitals don't give you bottled water um, as an option. It's just right from the tap. Uh, so maybe little flavor packs with you just to help you drink a lot of water because you do really wanna stay super, super hydrated um, after you have your baby. And that is on how and what you can pack 
on your trip to the hospital. I would also suggest that you pack and put your bag in the car at around 35 weeks. Um, we do see a lot of mamas coming in at 35, 36, 37 weeks and they don't have their bag packed or they have the bag packed, but the bag is at the house and they are sent directly from the doctor's office to go right to the hospital, whether it's for blood pressures or they're having a concern and they want you to do an ultrasound on the baby. Have that bag packed 35 weeks and leave it in the car. Then you don't have to worry about not having anything. And that's just an extra stressor that um, you don't really need to worry about. That's just one thing that you don't need to worry about. So pack that bag, have it in the car with you um, at all times, just in case something happens uh, down the road that you need to scooch on right to the uh, hospital. So that concludes my pack your bags episode on what to bring to the hospital. And please don't forget dad, we have him on our list. So we wanna make sure that he's comfy too and he will be there to support you and be able to get water with some socks on and not go in the hallway barefoot, all right? And please make sure that he has clothes with him. I forgot to mention this. Um, <laughs> because we don't really like to see dad with no clothes on in the room. Uh, make sure he has shorts and a t-shirt. Please no boxers. Uh, some dads just feel super comfortable with us nurses and they walk around the room with the boxers on. Um, just make sure dad has some extra clothes with him <laughs> so he can stay nice and cozy in the room. And that is the end of my first podcast on postpartum 411, The Truth Revealed. I hope I helped you along with understanding what to bring and how to be prepared for when you actually come to the hospital to have your baby. In the next couple episodes and podcasts, I will be going over diaper care. I will be touching upon using the bathroom for the first time. I will also be going through a couple of episodes on inductions. Uh, what happens when you're induced? Uh, if you have a primary C-section scheduled for possibly breach, the baby is breech. What's that going to be like when you get there? What happens during that, you know, preparation for the C-section? It's scary if you don't know um, what's going to happen. The room is cold and bright, so we want to definitely um, educate you on what to expect. So it just kind of puts your fears at ease and you can go in knowing exactly what's going to happen and not be so scared. So I look forward to having another educational meeting with you. This has been great. I'm so excited to be educating my new mamas. Um, and I will see you next time. Until then, bye-bye.